Arkin. Failure to communicate. Tom King. It's good to be the king. Weekdays, noon to 3 on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Yes! Yes! And streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. It's Christian and King. Questions before we proceed. It's your third and final hour here and the second to last uh, Christian and King for the foreseeable future. <laughs> I know. Last hour. Uh, I will not be here tomorrow. Tom will be on with Mark Bratton and then Friday is our last show. Yep. Uh, well, same time, same place. We'll be in here at noon. And uh, maybe someday down the road in the future we will be working together again. But for the uh, immediate future, at least until April when the station goes FM, which is the plan. Uh, we uh, will be. They will be suspending all local programming, including us, including Jimmy Murphy, and um, we will not be on your airwaves uh, for the end of the football playoffs or the right. And we were basketball just, or any of that other stuff. Actually, we were just talking with you know, our our Diane, who handles a lot of the logistical stuff and everything else. And she, you know, we asked her, "What what is it involved to go with?" It involves a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, including equipment and and all and a lot of FCC right. stuff. Plus, you have else. to erase all those A's and draw F's, and that takes a long time that to do that. That does take a long time to do it. You know, that's yep. a really, it, people think that's easy, that's but right. it's not. It's like converting from Celsius to Fahrenheit. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyway, so that's what we're, you know, I mean, look, the bottom line is, is that when the station when, when the station does go FM, it'll be better It'll be better than ever. I mean, that, I mean it'll, it'll just help it. Yeah. To, you know, the you'll be able to pick it up better you'll be able you know it, it's just that's the that's the trend today and everything else it'll, it'll be great and we just you know hopefully we can be part of it that's all see what happens down the road mm-hmm. meanwhile there'll be espn programming on and you can make fun of it all you want yes <laughs> indeed you can yep. or you can enjoy it all you want whatever 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 cork you know whatever whatever works for you <laughs> you know we will hear from uh devin mccourty a little bit later on this hour yep he uh, spoke late yesterday and uh, had some things to say as the team gets ready for the Houston Texans this weekend, a game that we all think is going to be a uh, pretty easy win. I just can't see it being anything but. I mean, nobody can, you know? But nobody. no one could see no one could see the Jets in 2010. No one could see the Giants in 07. Really, no one could see the Broncos last year. I'll tell you what. Either. There's only one thing about that Jets thing in 2010. And you know what it was? Was they went to Indianapolis and they beat Manning. True. That was the only, that was the thing that made you a little bit, oh, geez, you know, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. They had a good defense. Right. That was the only thing that you worried about. Was how they do that. Can they do it again? And they did. Yeah. You know? So. And, but the thing that hit me again with Houston, when they came here, was just, I mean, they had all this familiarity, all of it, mm-hmm. and it didn't matter a damn. I know. You know? Head and a coach, lot of people are saying Special teams coach, defensive coordinator, <laughs> a lot of people linebackers are saying, coach. People are saying it's Vince not going to matter this time. Yeah, Wilford. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All of this. They know exactly how the Patriots think. 
And you can say, well, the players are different than when they were. Yes, but the coaches aren't. I mean, they, they know the mentality. They know the schemes, a little bit of the schemes. You know? The Patriots played the Texans four or five years ago. Houston was unbeaten. They came in here on a Monday night. They had varsity jackets. They, it was a big deal. You know, it was a, it was a you know, just a, a Monday night. You know, they played, to the, they played to the cameras. And they got smoked. And their season was never the same after that. Then they had to come back to Gillette. And you said, okay, well, you know, now they, they learned their lesson. This will be a better game. And it was even wor- worse than the other one. The score was a little closer, but they because they scored garbage time points. It was like forty-two to ten late in the game. They got a couple touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, they've been around this route before. <coughs> you know, I thought they were going to win that Thursday night game. I thought they should have won that Thursday night game, not the game the way the game went, but I mean, going right. into it, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't even close. Yeah, wasn't even close. It was a it was a beat down at the hands. Oh of my a god, it was brutal. Third string quarterback. Yeah, yeah. brutal. Mm-hmm. Forty five to three though, Tom. I know, and I covered that one too. The yep. Jet game. And that was and that was a that game was a where, bigger beat down than this was. And that was a game where Rex Ryan got got so out coached it wasn't even funny because what they did was they isolated Welker against the zone and Welker beat him consistently. He had mm-hmm. like 12 catches in that game. It was yeah. unbelievable. You know? It seemed impossible that they could lose to that Jets team. It did. It seemed like an absolute, there no way after what they did to him in that game could they possibly and that was the lose f- at home. And that, that was team. the foot game, wasn't it? Not the foot game. That was the foot game. That was the foot game. It was indeed yeah. the foot game. Yeah. Where Ryan had become a laughing stop because of a, a video that he, you know, that's not what they took. Nobody, nobody's ever taken a video of me. <laughs> that's never happening. Right. Uh, never happening. That Ryan with the video about, you know, with his, with his, that he made with, with his, his wife. wife with the feet sticking, with out, the feet of the sticking out of the car window. And that was just a joke, you know? Oh, God. And then Wells Welker, you know, we're gonna, at a press, at a, at a, at a podium press conference. I know. Oh, we want to put our best foot forward and everything, you know. Foot soldiers. Yeah. Great feet. Yeah. You know. Dip our toe in the water. Yeah, I know. You know. Oh, my God. (laughs) Somebody dared him to do it because he knew about, because they were told not to make any comments about it. Right. So. You know, I was on with Steve Buckley, and he said he thought that uh, Welker should have been benched the whole half. He thought that was really out of line, what Welker did. Well, I mean, if you disobey the coach... You know, I mean, he cracked a couple of jokes. Yeah, but I mean, the coach didn't want anything. I know involving it. But at Buckley all. was saying that if he was the coach, he would have benched him for the whole half. His rule would have been: you make jokes like that, you know, then you're. I think it was the nature of the jokes that he had more of a problem with, which I don't really understand. He benched him for just a series, and he benched him for a quarter. I mean, he was in the feet. Feet are funny. That's just a funny. You make jokes about people who are in the feet. You know, it's feet. They're feet. It's gross. It's funny. We just want to avoid a defeat. Exactly. You know, it was just I. I know. I don't. I mean, you don't look down on people because well, they like feet, the, but you can make fun of them a little. No, bit. but he was told. You can make fun of people for anything. But that's not the point. Right. The point was he was told not to do it. That's true. All right, that's the point. Mm-hmm. And that Buckley's right in a way. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's that's too out of line. 
I would, you know, but I mean, they got to win well, the game. How'd that work out for him then? Yeah, really, they got to win the game. You know, right? It wasn't the reason they lost, but they, you know, they had to win the game, so they had to play him. He was like, he killed them the first time, mm-hmm. killed them. You know? Yeah. So, I, I you know, so but this game, eh? You know, I just Brock. It, it all comes down to one player for me. One player, and that's the the Houston. I almost said Denver. That's the Houston quarterback. Yep. Tom Savage. <laughs> the let, let's see who comes into this game. I think this is a game where both backup quarterbacks are going to play. Savage and uh, Garoppolo. Who's the other? One? Oh, Garoppolo, Garoppolo to mop up, mm-hmm. and Savage to try to win the game. Where after Osweiler him. screws up the first three series. Yeah, that could happen. And O'Brien says, enough of this crap. Is Get in Savage, there, Savage okay? I mean, he's I don't know. he's still concussed or what? He's practicing. I yeah. think he's practicing. He yeah. is? All right. I think he is. Yeah, we'll so see if Savage is okay to go. We'll take a look at the injury report. What if Savage is okay to go? I don't think they're going to do that. No? No, because Osweiler, Osweiler, I think they like the way Osweiler. Os- take two. Osweiler. There you go. Rottweiler. <laughs> they like the way he looked against Oakland. Osweiler. <laughs> what? what was that one? I don't know. They liked the way he looked against the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, that exactly. okay. Well, I mean, sure, he he didn't look terrible. Right. He looked better than Connor Cook. Sure. But, you know, Connor Cook. I thought Connor Cook was going to. I don't know why I thought he was going to light it up. I thought he would. I thought he would just, you know, I thought he was, I thought he was like a hidden gem that we mm. didn't know about. You know? Uh, I think, don't forget Osweiler. I'm not going to say forget Osweiler, but how about their running back in Houston? We haven't talked about him at all. Lamar, Lamar Miller? Miller? Pretty good running back. Yeah, not that great. Over a thousand yards rushing this year. Yeah, somebody you know, had to. Somebody had he to can move. catch the ball out of the backfield. Somebody had to move the ball for him. Well, <laughs> he only had five touchdowns. Thirteen fewer touchdowns than Legarrette Blunt, which is quite a bit fewer, I would say. Legarrette Blunt scored thirteen I, more th- touchdowns. I think they didn't they have us have like fewer touchdowns as a team. Then, then not than Legarrette Blunt, but uh, then Tom Brady, yeah. Yeah, it's, it didn't Tom Brady had 28, 28 touchdown, touchdown passes. passes. What they have? Like 24? 25. 25. Yeah. So if you subtracted Brady's two interceptions, yeah. still more touchdowns than the Houston Texans as a team had. Can the Houston defense make that much of a difference? Can they overcome the bad play of their offense? That's the question. If they do, it will be the biggest upset the Patriots have had. Yes, it will. It will be the biggest one and one of the biggest ones in the NFL in the last 10 years, right. I'd say. And I say there's no chance in hell of this happening. Let's, uh, this is Tony Eason against the Bears. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to um, Foxborough from or, uh, later last, last night. They, last played, night? they did yeah. about 5, 5.30, yeah. yeah. Um, after we went off the air, Devin McCourty spoke to reporters. We have that audio for you right now. Here he is, uh, defensive captain Devin McCourty. How are you? Doing great. Playoff time. Um, I was saying because knowing him personally and seeing how he operates on a day in, you know, day out basis, just his competitive level, uh, practice, game, OTA practices, drills, you know, he's always just competing at a high level, just going hard. And I think it is just from where he came from, where he started. Uh, I think that that gave him a work ethic of nothing's going to come easy. He has to go out there and get it. And, you know, he's obviously had great success so far uh, in his career, but it hasn't changed him. You know, it's the same attitude. And uh, the great thing is he does it in practice. So 
you know, we get ready to go out there this week, Saturday night. You see him do it at a high level for three practices. You know he's ready to go. So uh, for me, being a little older, it's been, you know, great just watching his growth and watching him get better day in and day out and, and just keep putting in the work. Um, and I think it's given him the confidence to go out there and play great football, you know, coming off a season where he didn't do much and then goes out there and makes a great catch to win the Super Bowl. Uh, after that, he's just gotten better and better, and he's played against better players, and uh, we put him in, in tough situations a lot. And he comes out and he shows that he likes that and, and he proves that he can do it. And one of the most notable changes you've seen from when you played these guys on September 22nd to what you saw in that game last week? Uh, just this season. I mean, we played those guys week three. You know, I think um, one thing is their tight ends are making a lot, a lot play, a lot more plays now uh, than the first time we played them. Uh, the running game has really been working for them. You know, getting Lamar Miller going and, and really feeding them. I think he got the ball thirty times uh, last game. Well, they ran thirty times, and um, I think for us, we just got to be ready to go and, and know. This team knows us well. They're going to come in here with a game plan. I think we've changed some when we first played them. So they'll come in, you know, ready to, you know, do different things that they feel we don't do well and, and things like that, just from knowing, you know, the coaching staff and, and how they game plan. So, um, you know, what exactly they go to, we're not we're not sure until we go out there and play. But, um, you know, they still have Hopkins. They still have Fuller, you know, to take you deep and make plays. So, um, you know, we were able to do a decent job the first game. But, I don't think that's really going to matter for this game Saturday night. Devin, you mentioned at first uh, that it's playoff time now. What does playoff time mean around here? You got to earn the right to come back to work. You know, I think uh, I've learned a lot. You know, my rookie year, I didn't really, I don't think I really understood that uh, of, you know, how it can just be over that fast. You know, my rookie year, bye week, playing a playoff game, first playoff game, you lose and it's over. So, um, I've always now had that perspective since then of you got to earn the right to come back to work next week. And that means putting in everything you have this week and then get out there on game day and finding a way to win and then resetting it and trying to do it all over again the following week uh, if you're fortunate enough to be there. So uh, I think the team understands that it was great to go out there today, uh, coming off a couple of days off and, and high energy, ready to go, trying to get on top of everything. and. Uh, you don't have days to fall behind now. You know, there is no we'll get it right. And, you know, we always talk about it throughout the year. We'll get better and better throughout the season. We'll get better next week. You know, there is no next week right now. So we got to try to play our best game for Saturday. Jamie, you guys are favored by more points in this game than many of your regular season games. Has that number of 16 points been thrown around in the locker room at all this week or maybe by the coaches as any sort of reminder that, you know, don't look at that number or when we ask you about it? No, I've, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't seen the, the point spread for not one game this week, year. So um, this is honestly the first time anybody's talked about uh, the the favorite or the non-favorite. Uh, I don't know. The football game's not played in Vegas or anything. So I don't really think any of that matters. I don't. I can't imagine there's many players in the NFL that check the point spread going into the game, honestly. So... Uh, like I said, they're, earned, they're trying to earn the right to be here next week, and we're trying to do the same thing. Are you surprised them maybe at how little respect the Texans are, are getting from so-called experts or media or baby? The experts, man, I don't know. I, I don't know the experts, so uh, you got to ask them. They they get it. They get to give their experts uh, advice and analysts, and if it's wrong, it's wrong. You know, so it's a great job. How would you analyze Brock Osweiler as a quarterback? Uh, I think he's doing a good job getting the ball out. He's an athletic guy. Um, 
obviously I think he had a couple of Division One basketball scholarships coming out of high school. So he's a guy that you know knows what he's looking at, read defenses, and understands at times he can get out of the pocket and make plays with his legs. But tall guy, big arm, um, able to really make every throw on the field. So uh, dangerous, really, in two aspects. Even though he's not known as a runner, um, you know there's times he can hurt you uh, if you take away. Um, everybody in the passing game and man to man and everyone turns their back to him. He reads that and he's able to get out, uh, whether it's up the middle or out of the side of the pocket and just get yards, especially on third down, just to get the chains moving. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people like last week, guys like Chris Hogan, Chris Long, never made the playoffs before. You've never missed them. Just your thoughts on still playing the senior <coughs> year of your career? Uh, just fortunate, you know, to be here and, and be able to play and uh, I try not to take it for granted. You know, I always talk about, you know, my brother finished his eighth year, didn't make the playoffs, so uh, it's not far from home for me. You know, a guy that I look up to, we talk football a lot, and, you know, you hear both ends of that. So uh, even, you know, talking to Chris and, and Hogue and those guys and uh, seeing what they went through, you, you really you don't take it for granted when you hear those stories. So uh, you just want to take advantage of the opportunity we have in the playoffs because, uh, you know, Bill said it to us this year, it's not always guaranteed that you'll be back next year, even though a lot of people say, you know, we'll be there next year or we'll get better and get to this same spot next year. It's hard to do that, so you want to take advantage of the here and now. Your brother express any jealousy? Of course. He wants to be playing in the playoffs, man. So uh, I just take it, take it with a grain of salt and try to do my best and hope he's happy with that. You rubbed in any? any? Uh, from time to time, you know, twins. We Whenever he starts, I like to finish it. I'll say that. As a defense, especially in the second half, it just looked like you got better and better as each week went along. Are you happy where you are heading into the playoffs? Do you feel like you guys are at the highest point right now? Yeah, I mean, but only if we win. So uh, that's all that matters. I think we've done a good job of zeroing what we need to do each week and, and putting it on the practice field and getting ready to go. So I think it's important for us to, to make sure we do that this week. Uh, not to get off you know, and do something different, but to stay on our routine of how we've been preparing and getting ready to go uh, and, and stick to that and, and go out there and trust in what we do and go out there and play confident. Yeah, a short time ago, we heard from Vince on a conference call. And he echoed what he said last week to the Houston media, that he's starting to think about the possibility of retirement. I know you're focused on their offense in this game, but can you share some of your thoughts about what Vince Wolfork meant to you as a young player, as a leader in that locker room? Oh, he was huge for me. He taught me a lot, you know, about being a pro, uh, being a good football player, and this is coming from a defensive lineman talking to a secondary guy. But, you know, what do you need to do to, to be a good player? The, the time, the film work, you know, taking care of your body. So uh, I've learned a lot from him. It's, it's been fun competing against him and getting a short time to catch up with him. So, uh, you know, I think that's all up to him. He's been a great player, and uh, I think most importantly, he's been a great leader of men. So uh, whatever he decides to do, uh, I wish him the best. In knowing Vince, in knowing Bill O'Brien and a lot of guys on that staff, what do you expect from a competitive standpoint, them coming in here the second time this year, wanting to make amends for you know, a shutout loss in week uh, Everything they have. You know, those are two guys, they've been in playoff games. They've won playoff games. Um, they're going to give us their best shot. Uh, like you asked earlier, they don't care about the, the point spread and all of that stuff. They know you get out there on the football field and, you know, you go out there each, each day throughout this week and put together a game plan. And I'm sure they know if they execute their game plan, they feel like they're going to win. And it's the same thing we do here. So um, I'm sure both places are, are very similar right now on a – 
Wednesday type of day of, you know, getting ready to go and having, you know, a good day of practice and trying to get ready for the biggest game of the year. You mentioned your brother and how you don't take playoff appearances for granted. I'm just wondering what brought up Vince. I'm talking about retirement now. Is it at all just a reminder that this doesn't go on forever and that you have to maybe savor these opportunities even though you are here in the playoffs every year? Yeah, you definitely do. I mean, the window's closing for all of us. It's just closing at different speeds. So uh, you just want to enjoy each moment, you know, take it, you know, take all those opportunities to have fun with the guys. You know, obviously put your all in and, you know, especially this time of year, you want to play your best football, you know, individually and as a team. You know, you don't want to let your teammates down. You want to go out there, put the time in during the week to go out there and play well on the weekend. And I think that goes for everyone in this locker room and really probably across the league because obviously making the playoffs is tough, but, you know, staying in this league and having longevity is even harder. Questions from your co-hosts? That's only on Mondays. Now he's just a media guy. Both of them. Just a guy that always sneaks in late. Devin McCourty there speaking to reporters and his co-host Tommy Curran there on Quick Slants uh, having some fun there at the end of that interview. We're going to, uh, at the end of that press conference, I should say. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, some more thoughts on the weekend that will be here and some more thoughts on the Celtics and the Bruins both going in uh, different directions after last night. We'll talk about that. When we come back, don't go anywhere. This is Christian and King. You're listening to Christian and King on 1250 Manchester, ESPN New Hampshire. I'm Colin Montgomery with the NFL Network now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger says he'll be good to go for Sunday's matchup with the Chiefs. Big Ben says he aggravated an old injury on his last throw of the game against Miami, but has been out of a walking boot since Sunday night. Despite two fractured ribs, there's still a chance Jordy Nelson could play against the Cowboys this weekend. Nelson will rehab the next few days, and if he can practice by Saturday, Packers coach Mike McCarthy says he'll play. The Cowboys will have three key defensive players back on Sunday. Corner Morris Claiborne will play for the first time since suffering a hip injury in Week 8, while D-Lineman Demarcus Lawrence and Tyrone Crawford will also both return. The Broncos interviewed Dolphins defensive coordinator Vance Joseph for their head coaching vacancy Tuesday. Denver GM John Elway praised Joseph's leadership qualities after the two spoke. The Raiders and offensive coordinator Bill Musgrave are parting ways. QB coach Todd Downing is the favorite to succeed Musgrave, according to NFL insider Ian Rappaport. It's been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. This good economic news presents a unique financial opportunity for you. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.25%, APR 4.43%. Call Quicken Loans today at 800-QUICKEN to see how much we can lower your mortgage payment. For seven years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the third year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Visit jdpower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. Animala. The money-saving tip. Coming at you with another money-making tip. How to save money effectively. Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire deals page. 
You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You're welcome. Game plans. That's how you handle tough opponents. So, when you're up against cold weather, make sure your game plan starts with a dependable, proven, tough Duralast battery. That's why AutoZone is the only place that carries a full range of Duralast batteries. They're designed to deliver more power during startup and stand up to even the harshest conditions and temperatures of 40 below zero. Cold weather's coming, so out-tough the temperatures with the Duralast battery. Proven tough and available only at AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Imagine this. Your 13-year-old son is at his friend's house. There's probably a bunch of them, all hanging out in the basement. They're watching TV or maybe playing video games. There's lots of joking around, laughing, maybe some roughhousing, and maybe they're doing shots of whiskey in between beers. And maybe one has gone into the liquor cabinet to see what else he can find. Imagine your kid doing that. New Hampshire ranks second in the nation in alcohol use among 12 to 20-year-olds. And almost a third of our teens report that they started drinking before they were 15. You can check the stats at checkthestatsnh.org. As parents, we want to protect our kids, but we have to start now before it's too late. Learn how you can make a difference in your child's life at checkthestatsnh.org and help the Partnership for a Drug-Free New Hampshire. Start the conversation today. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata, and recently at the mall, I wheeled past a woman who was offering people a little tray full of food samples, barbecued pieces of chicken on toothpicks. She said to me, may I offer you one? And she held it up, at which point I directed my friend to take it and put it in my mouth. <gasps> Immediately, the woman apologized profusely, saying, oh, I'm so sorry. I did not realize you were... I mean, I, I didn't know you couldn't use your hands. She was horrified. But I told her, don't worry, it's okay. I said, next time, if you want to offer a sample and you see the person has a disability, just say, do you need any assistance? Well, this lady was so grateful, so thankful I had given her useful language should it happen again in the future. And from disabilitycampaign.org, I hope that this little lesson provides you with useful language too. It's always good to ask if someone needs assistance. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for soccer fans. Three eight eight three ninety nine hundred is your phone number eight eight three nine nine zero zero. You can text in eight four five eight two seven twelve fifty here. It's Christian and King. Did you hear Ezekiel Elliott was in a uh, car accident today? A minor one. He's fine. But a little fender bender. Fender, be- fender bender. Yeah. Said he's been hit harder in practice. <laughs> Pretty funny, actually. Well, here's the other. Cordy, right? Yeah. This is, this is my point. When the best thing you can say about your opposing quarterback, yeah, isn't he was a, that he got two scholarship offers to play basketball? Come on, well, doesn't that tell you everything you need to know? Pretty much. 
Yeah, exactly. He's tall. Uh, he's oh, he's real athletic. He could have played another sport if he wanted yeah. to. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not like you know they're not saying like he's got a oh, cool name. Yeah, you know they're not saying like whoa, you know, look at his track record. Well, his track record stinks, so they're not bringing that up when they're asked about him. So what they're talking about is how athletic he is. You right. know, oh, he got two scholarship offers in basketball. Now, he, he ran for a touchdown, too, against uh, Oakland. Oh, whoop-de-damn-do. <laughs> he can do. He can run. No, he can. No, he can. Yeah, no. Now, what Belichick is telling these guys is, you know, he, he's, he's going to tell you. Fellas, everybody's going to tell you that you can just beat this team with you know, your eyes closed. Right. You can't do it. They're a good team. We know their coaching staff. They're really good coaches. They know us, so we got to play our rear ends off. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. That's what they're telling them. You know, when they came here, it was early in the season. Nobody knew anything. We didn't know what we were doing. They we didn't know what they were doing the whole bit. You know, it was just one of those games. Right. You know? And he's also telling them, look, guys, this is it. You play like this is your last game because if you lose, it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And that's all, you know, see, with the Patriots, <coughs> that kind of focus this year. Because they have it this year. Right. Separates them from a lot of other teams. Mm-hmm. Separates them from almost every other team. You know, and it, it helps them. It'll help them, you know, win this game handily. You know? Yeah. Look, I'd love to go down there and cover a close game. I haven't covered it. You know, the Seattle game was close. That was a great game. That was fun. It was a good game. Yeah. That was the last fun game I think we did. Covered. One of those Jets games was pretty close. That was a road game. Yeah, I wrote a column right. about it, yeah, but yeah, I wasn't there. Right. It wasn't like every play, Matt, you know. And the, the, this, the, the Seattle game had you on the edge of your seat because it came right down to that last drive. I'd love to see a playoff game like that. The Tennessee Titans playoff games were great. Yes, they were. You know, the ones that were here. That cold night and everything that else. freezing cold yeah. game, Steve yeah. McNair, yeah. He had him ahead in the third quarter, the fourth quarter. Oh, three, was that Oh, three? Oh, four? It was one of those two years. Yeah. Yep. Great game. Yeah, not going to see that. No, this will be your typical first round game. Well, I mean, your typical one. Well, no, no, you know why? Because their first round games aren't typical. They should be your typical Patriots first. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Their first round games are gunk compared to the others. You know, Mm. poor CB. I mean, Sims. I, I guess we're getting Sims and Nance. Because that's the only game they're doing because NBC has the Pittsburgh-Kansas City game. Right. And Sims and Nance are going, damn, why could we? <laughs> How come we had to give that one up? And Patriots fans everywhere are going, damn, why does it have to be that? <laughs> well, Sims, yeah, especially. Yeah. Oh, my God, he's a train wreck. God, I can't. Oh, he's just really bad now. I mean, they've got to take a look at that. Yeah. They really do. The mm-hmm. thing is, he's been with, you know. It's you know it would be like you know you know me having to carry you all the time you know it's just be really tough you know so it's just, you know, been together for so long you don't want to split them up but I mean one guy has to carry the load it's getting, it's getting to be too much but you could tell Nance is carrying him of course Sims is out He's to lunch after babbling that. half the time yeah uh, last year Brian Hoyer oh. had a better year than Brock Osweiler's having this year. Yeah, yeah, he he didn't have a bad... How many interceptions, though? Seven. 19 touchdowns, seven interceptions. That's substantially better than Osweiler. He threw threw like four or five in the the playoff game, didn't he? Yeah, he he did. I mean, he was bad in the playoffs, sure. 
played his way out of a job. Osweiler uh, had a 59% completion percentage this year. Yeah. Hoyer's last year was 60.7. <laughs> yeah, but how many games did Hoyer play in? He played... Uh, you play that many. I don't know. Let's go by completions and attempts. 369 attempts, 224 completions. Osweiler... Uh, 301 completions, 510 attempts. So let's say that's the difference of half know, a season. Three or four more games. It's not half a season. Uh, well, well, it depends. Say it's who... four more games, five maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Not not half. Not eight games worth. That's yeah. Hoyer started nine games. Like nine. That. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's half a season. Yeah, you're right. It is half a season. Yeah. You know why? You know why the the you know you know why you can't use that. It looks like it shouldn't be half In a half season. a season, he had more touchdowns and less interceptions. Right, you know what? It looks like half a season because they didn't have to throw that much. That's why. Well, you know. I know. I, no, give him credit. You know, give him credit. Uh, Osweiler, 2,957 yards. Hoyer last year, 2,606. <laughs> he only had 400 less yards and four more touchdowns. Osweiler's bad news. He's worse than Brian Hoyer. He's and bad Brian Hoyer news. lost his job to Ryan freaking Mallet. I know. <laughs> He's bad news. He sucks. Yep. It's he, awful. He really sucks. Yep. <laughs> He's worse than Brian I Hoyer. Know. I know. It. If they had Brian Hoyer quarterback the entire season this year, I bet they would have won 11 games instead of 9, seriously. Probably. They had Ryan Mallet quarterback the whole season this year. Well, no, I don't think so. Maybe that's a step too far. Yeah. But Hoyer, sure. Hoyer had a better year in nine games last year. I know. It's amazing. That's how bad, that's how bad so, Brock Osweiler is. That's why. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is not going to be that close a football game. He's terrible. Mm. In fact, I think Savage is in that game. Very. In the first half? Yes. In the first half. O'Brien will not hesitate. He didn't the last time. If Osweiler throws two interceptions, mm-hmm. if he if if he throws, all right, say he gets picked, all right, one pick, all right, he throws the second one in that half, in that first half, he's out of there. Yeah, probably. He's out of there. Savage is going in. You know, that's the case. Savage will go in that game if, if he's healthy. A, but B, if Osweiler. You know, those picks. Yeah. There's no question about it. No question in my mind that that's going to happen. Because he's just bad. Yeah, he is. But, you I know? mean. But Savage isn't going to. Savage is qu- coming off a concussion. Right. And- I mean, he's not going to quarterback you to a win. Savage is a control guy. You mm-hmm. know, you got Savage in there. He's there to control it. But Oswald, you're paying him all that money not to hand off. You're paying him to throw the football. Right. Which is why, don't you just sort of live and die with him? I mean. Well, you're going to savage in the first half. You're going to die with him. You're gonna okay, die with him, a you're going to die with him, and B, O'Brien's coaching career in Houston is going to die with him because he's not going to stand for having to coach Brock Osweiler next year because he wants out of there if Osweiler's still there. I bet. Right. Because he doesn't. He and the GM don't get along. And my guess is that the G. I mean, my guess is that O'Brien. You know, they called up O'Brien and said, "Hey, we're get we're signing Brock Osweiler." O'Brien said, oh, oh, well, can I talk to him first? Well, no, 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 we're, 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 we're just going to do the deal. You okay. talk to him after. Yeah. And O'Brien, oh, okay, all right. You know, and then he found out, wow, this guy's a stiff. <laughs> I know. You know, and I didn't, I didn't have any control over this. All right, Tom. Uh-oh. Can you name 
the player for the Houston Texans that leads that team in tackles. I will be... I will give you $20 if you can do this. Well, then obviously if I say Vince Wolfwick, it's not going to be correct. It's not Vince No, Wolfram. so I don't know. I have no idea. Let's take a guess. I don't know any Houston Texans besides the besides Clowney and, and Watt. You know, not Clowney, defensively. it's not Watt. Right. So and it's not Vince Wilford. Yeah, I don't know. And it's not Whitney Mercer. It's not Mercer. All right. Yeah. And it's not Quentin Dempsch. And it's not Brian Cushing. And it's not Jonathan Joseph. I will still give you $20 if I you know. can name who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, have no, I have no clue. It's Bernardrick McKinney. That was going to be my guess. Did you know that there is a player in the Houston Texans named Bernardrick McKinney? No. There is. And he tackles people. Quite a bit, actually. And how many how many tackles does one Mr. McKinney have? He has 129 total tackles, 79 solo, which is way more than anybody else, and uh, 50 assistant tackles. How many tackles. does Vince have? Vince Wilfork has nine. <laughs> nine solo tackles, 12 assists, 21 all, all together. There you go. Okay. So if you take that and multiply it by six, then you'd be in the uh, McKinney play on the defensive line is not linebacker. Right? Bernardrick McKinney is the uh, team's <laughs> middle linebacker, I believe. Oh, the middle linebacker. All right, that's a difference. Still. Second so year player out of Mississippi State. So second round pick. So he's good in pass coverage because he can get there. Yeah. You know, he can get there, at least get there to make the tackle. He's a tackling machine. Five yep. sacks. Um, that's, where, sacks people. that's where they win. That's where the Patriots are going to go right away. They're going to isolate their backs, White and uh, and what's his face there, uh, Lewis on mm-hmm. on Houston's slower linebackers. Yeah, and they'll and they'll ha- and they'll be wide open. That's what's going to happen. Mm. That's how that's how this game is going to go at the start. At the start, then then I'll open stuff up for other things. Yeah, uh, the defense they do sack people. McKinney <laughs> has five sacks. Whitney Merciless has seven point five. Clowney has six. Right. John Simon has three and a half. Um, which is a grand total, I believe, of uh, they sacked the quarterback 31 times this year. Mm-hmm. wonder what Watt would have, difference Watt would have made with them. A, a healthy Watt, because when he played in, here in Foxborough back on that. I mean, he would have made the defense better, right? I mean, yeah, you would think. Patriots sacked the quarterback 34 times. I mean, he was awful that night. He, I mean, they had to take him out eventually. Right. Because he just couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. He was terrible. I was watching. I isolated on, I, you know, with the binoculars and isolated. I did ISO cam. <laughs> On, on J.J. Watt, and he was nowhere near able to be a factor. One more game. question for you, Tom. Oh, no. Who led the Patriots in sacks this year? Trey Flowers. That is correct. Yes. It was Trey Flowers. Very, very good, Tom. Yep. He had seven, and that was the most. Yep. Uh, coming up uh, behind him was Jabal Sheard with five. Chris get, Long had four. Didn't get 20 bucks for that. Ninkovich had four. Long now. Long had four sacks. How long did it take Long? How long did it take Long to get those four I sacks? I feel like he had them all in the fourth quarter I, of the last game of the season. Yeah, I think so, then. too. I think he had one sack. He in spread the, them out a little yeah, bit towards oh, the end. He, was, he, yeah, he, he couldn't touch the quarter. He tried. I, I did ISO cam on him, too. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what ISO cam means. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, Dante Hightower, two and a half. Malcolm Brown had three. King cam. That's what I did. I did king cam. Logan Ryan and Patrick Chung in consecutive weeks had uh, you know defensive back blitz sacks. That was nice. Yep. Branch had a couple. Jamie Collins had one. Shane McClellan. Kyle Van Noy. But you got it. Trey Flowers was seven. Yep. Led the way. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back, uh, wrap things up with Can I Finish here on Christian and King. Listen live for 
Watch the show live streaming on our Facebook at ESPN New Hampshire. You've been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight? Well, put it off no longer. Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, paint and supplies, wallpaper, flooring, and especially window treatment and installation services. They take you from start to finish. Everything from the estimation to the delivery and installation. Find out more at NashuaPaint.com. Looking for a stylish place to call home? Then you need to check out the brand new apartment homes in Lowell at 24 Merrimack Street. The apartments at 24 Merrimack Street are located in historic downtown Lowell and offer unique apartment living within an historic 19th century building. Residents enjoy brand new interiors and unparalleled lifestyle amenities. Just moments from downtown Lowell's boutique shops, cafes, and entertainment. For more information, please visit 24MerrimackStreet.com. Again, that's 24MerrimackStreet.com. Talking Boxing with Billy C. Every Saturday morning from 4 to 6. Here's my thoughts to WBC, who likes to parade around and act like they are the sport of boxing. They like to to promote their belt as the belt to have. And for the most part, a lot of fighters follow that thought process. I think Canelo Alvarez would be in a position to really put some egg on the face of the WBC. On the home for boxing fans, ESPN New Hampshire. Outdoor Almanac, brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal. The good news is, how would you grade your time outdoors last year? Well, if you're like many, you'd say it was good, just not enough of it. And if you didn't get a deer, a five-pound salmon, or a monster bass or pike, well, then there's room for improvement. The good news is, 2017 is a brand new year, and you get to do it all over again. I hear from folks that they're too busy to hunt and fish. Sorry, I don't buy that. You have to make being outdoors a priority. I'm not saying it's always going to be easy to find the time to get away for a while, but when you do, the time spent outdoors will be well worth it. For 2017, make plans to be outdoors in New Hampshire and don't settle for anything less. Hunting, fishing, trapping, canoeing, hiking, or wildlife watching. There are plenty of choices, and the good news is you don't have to choose just one. Outdoor Almanac is brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Game's Wildlife Journal, the magazine for people with outside interests. Outdoor Almanac. Brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Game's Wildlife Journal. From the lakes and ponds during the winter, have you ever wondered what was going on below the ice? Well, a lot, actually. Otters still search for food, using their sensitive whiskers to detect the motion of nearby fish. River otters can stay underwater for about four minutes and can swim up to a quarter of a mile before coming up for air. The beaver stays inside a lodge, the top of which you see above the ice. Before the ice sets in, however, food must be stored to last all winter. The food pile of twigs and branches is just under the ice, close to the entrance to the lodge. During the winter, the beaver just dives down to get some food without having to get above the ice. Most water turtles snuggle down into the mud and leaves at the bottom of a pond. Then their bodies get cold and slow down, and their heart beats only once every few minutes. So on top, the ice may look cold and forbidding, but underneath, life goes on. Outdoor Almanac is brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Game's Wildlife Journal, the magazine for people with outside interests. You're listening to Christian and King. Stay tuned for The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Well, it looks 
like the Patriots coordinators aren't the only ones in demand right now. Vance Joseph, Miami Dolphins defensive coordinator and a former uh, assistant coach, I want to say, for my Colorado Buffaloes back when I was in college, uh, has been tapped by the Denver Broncos to be their next head coach. I said it's a mistake. You think it's a mistake? They should have hired Kyle Shane. Why? I don't know. Because he's white? No, no, no. Isn't it, Tom? Isn't it, Tom? No, where do do their problems lie? Uncle Tom. Where where do Denver's problems lie? Uh, In the offense? Quarterback, running game, that thing, yeah. Exactly. Vance Joseph is a defensive. He's a defensive coordinator. How'd that Dolphins defense do against the Steelers last week? Not great, Bob. Right, exactly. Mistake. Mistake. But the thing, the reason they hired, I'll tell you why they hired Vance Joseph, was because they interviewed him a couple of years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And they and they liked him, Elway liked him, right? So, but he had you know, but you know, he was the backup plan in case Kubiak, you know, said he, his doctors wouldn't let him coach. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, because Kubiak had had that issue in Houston before he, you know, the year before. So when he was, you know, had had a stroke or whatever. So, uh, but but so they, so Joseph was always somebody that they were going to talk to, but I just I thought for sure they would, you know, Elway, El, you know the. Elway went outside, he got Fox, mm-hmm. which was a good hire, because Fox was a good coach. Right. Uh, and had a Super Bowl coach, had success. Mm-hmm. Kubiak was the perfect hire. Yeah. Because Elway was friends with him, knew him. Knew him, yeah. You know, Kubiak was his coach. He knew how he coached, knew how he played, the whole bit, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was a great hire. Um. Vance Joseph, look, Vance Joseph's probably ready to be a head coach, but is Denver the right spot for him? I mean, that defense, Joseph, obviously, has got to be, you know, foaming at the mouth. He's got a great defense. Sure. So Denver's put all their eggs. Great toys to play with there. Sure. They put all their eggs in that defensive basket. Mm-hmm. So let's see how that works out for him down the road. Yeah. You know? Interesting. Elway with an interesting. I mean, look, I don't think anybody's surprised about it. Because they they knew that they liked Joseph, right? I just thought they would, you know, maybe Shanahan might might be the odds-on guy, but maybe Elway wants to hire him and doesn't know how long Shanahan's going to be available, you know. So that's the one thing you look for is if a team's in the Super Bowl or a conference chair, you know, if a team hasn't hired a head coach yet by the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. one of the members of that staff is get uh, the Super Bowl staffs are are, are going to get is going to get the job, yeah. So. Uh, LesionHoops.com, yeah. an outlet I am not familiar with, but uh, and I don't even see an author on this thing. Oh, I guess ESPN has it, too. Uh, Derek Rose oh, will be seeking a five-year max contract this summer worth over $150 million. Some close to Rose have told friends he will seek the max contract. For Rose, that pact would be for five years. And nearly $150 million, the Knicks would need to use nearly all of their cap space to ink Rose to said contract. Depends on how he plays the second half of the year. Oh, look, come on, Tom, uh, come on. Look, if he goes, no, hold on a second. If he goes nuts the second half of the year, yeah. which he won't, he may go nuts without going nuts, And if you know what I mean. So if he goes nuts on the court and plays out of his mind, he'll get it. From the Knicks? Yeah. That would be the dumbest. The it dumbest movie could it possibly It would be, but they're the Knicks. He'll get it. You give Derek Ro- Derek Rose if he who's come back from two like multi compound fractured legs and if he left the team. There didn't was an say ar- anything. there was an article yesterday that's saying that until this point he was giving them food for thought about that. Oh boy, I know, you know. 
You don't seem to be too bothered by this by this prospect. Well, I don't think he's going to play well. Okay. That's the, that's the point. I don't think he's going to play well enough to, for them to have to give him a max he's got, contract. He's got to show up for the game first, doesn't he? Right, exactly. Yes. Step one, Derek, yeah. to get the contract, you need to play the game. Right. You know? When you have a game on the schedule, you can't just take trips. <laughs> you can't just go on a trip. Right. You know, even the Giants, they didn't go. They didn't have a game that day. Unless, when they went to Miami unless, to party with the unless you're a member of the WBC. <laughs> <laughs> And there will be a lot of egg on the face. And the face of the WBC. There will indeed. Uh, Let's uh, get to it. It is time for the second-to-last edition of Can I Finish? 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 Please, can I Finish? I can't answer your question unless you let me finish. Hold it there, cracker boy. I'm not finished. Well, Tom, you're going to like this one. Um, Oh, I can't wait. Comes to us from uh, the great city of Philadelphia. Where their morning show. By the way, the TV show Always Sunny in Philadelphia is back. The first episode was really funny. Oh, was it, it. it was on fi- it was F- like, FX? Yeah, FX. FX. It yeah. was like a musical about racism, and it was oh, very Lord. funny. Uh, anyway, this is re- actual Philadelphia, and uh, Good Day Philadelphia, as they are wont to do, and all those morning shows do in the morning. They tell you who's of significant birthdays that were that are that day and whose birthday it is and, and whatever. Was yours, uh, was yours listed? Mine was not listed, but listen to whose was. Philadelphia boxing legend Joe Frazier celebrating his birthday today. Happy he's, birthday, Joe. He's, he's also dead. giving back to the community. He's going to be meeting with friends and supporters at City Hall this okay. evening at 6 o'clock to honor championship youth boxing teams and coaches. This year marks the 45th anniversary of Joe <laughs> Frazier's gym located in North Philadelphia. The space has been used to develop several young athletes. He's turning 73 years old today. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Couple of things. Number one, it's not even his birthday today. His birthday's tomorrow. <laughs> and number two, he died five years ago. <laughs> so a, a a staffer. He's been dead for five years. And not only did they wish him a happy birthday, they talked about how he's gonna go open a new boxing gym for kids. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever oh, heard my. in my freaking life. God. How does a news anchor in Philadelphia not know that Joe Frazier died? Well, hey, first of all, <laughs> somebody gave her that copy. All right? Oh, my God. So a staffer in production made that big boo-boo. Oh, yeah. And whoever that staffer is, they're going to lose their job. Can't be doing too bad. Philadelphia boxing legend That's Joe Frazier celebrating his birthday today. <laughs> Only not really. That's... Oh man, that's uh, that's unbelievable. And the best part is his birthday's tomorrow. They got the day wrong. They got the day wrong. They got the fact that he's not alive. Alive wrong. wrong. That's a staff. A staffer did that. A st- I mean, a a, a a a you know, like a, a production assistant. And I mean, Joe Frazier is one of Philadelphia's great treasures. Exactly. I mean, that. How do you not know that? And a production assistant just handed. That'd be her like that if they said Red Auerbach celebrated his ninety. I know. Oh, I know. Actually, no, he didn't. That happened today. That happened this morning. Yeah, somebody's losing their job. (laughs) The whole staff should lose their job. There is no way that could have should have gotten on the air. They probably will. That's unbelievable. There's no way. No way. Anyways, happy birthday, Joe Frazier, if you're listening out there. (laughs) (laughs) Down goes Frazier. (laughs) No kidding. Uh, And there's my Can I Finish. King, what do you got? Uh, Mine is uh, a column in the Globe today. talks about how there's probably not going to be a soccer stadium in Dorchester. What? I know it. 
No! But here's why. One of the holdups is Kraft. Joe Kraft. Frazier was going to open it, Kraft. and he's dead. <laughs> he died five years ago. This is great. This is great. This is great. Kraft needs 10 acres. Yeah. There's 2.7 acres that he can't come to terms with and buy. You know who owns the 2.7 acres? Frank Stallone. No. Who? The Boston City Teachers Union. Oh. I, I, I belong to a union. I, I used to belong to a union. As far as I know, I didn't have a piece of any land. <laughs> <laughs> Where, where, is it? where is this? In Dorchester. Where does the teachers' union have? They own three acres they of land in Dorchester? They own three acres of land in Dorchester. How does that happen? I don't know. Where's, where's my? If I'm a teacher, I'm going, where's my dues going? You know? How does that happen? Yeah. When do I get to use the three acres? Yeah, really. Is this like a resort club that like we got the three acres situation? on? Like a situation? Everybody yeah, gets a exactly. week in the, in the acres? Yeah, the I know. Is that where my dues are going? Is that what you're doing with my money? You're buying up land in Dorchester? <laughs> That's really weird. Oh, my. And if you are, then why don't you just sell it to Kraft and I'll get a part of the profit? Yeah, how about you that? Know? How about that? What are you holding on to these three acres in Dorchester for? Yeah, why? You know? Oh, my God. I'm telling you. I'm not going to address the fact that you just, I just drooled I know. all over yourself. I know. I am not going to address There's that. There's no stain on this sweatshirt. Nope. None. There is no stain on this sweatshirt. I'm going to miss this guy. You know? I know. You are. Jimmy old Murphy's people, Old people do that. They drool. That's true. They really do. And they also spray their spit everywhere. Yes, you're going to miss all of that. Yeah. I hope yep. whatever happens next that there's some sort of window here, some sort of guard, you know, from this. Right? I mean, isn't that something that needs to happen? Uh, Jimmy Murphy's here. Hello, Jimmy. I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. What's uh, what's What you got coming up tonight? And your this penultimate like, program. This is My the last time we see you. This is it? Well, I hope I see you again. Yeah, no, nah, this is it. I, I think this is it. This is it. All right. So How long did we go before the last time? Right? <laughs> exactly. Sorry, right? Yeah, that's true. Happy but, birthday. Thank you very much, Jim. Yes. How old are you? 35. 35, huh? Yep. The 35 going on. 21. Here we go. Here we go. Yep. Well, we got, uh, what do we have? I don't even know. We got Darren Drager. Nice. From TSN. Yeah, talk some uh, NHL and Bruins and uh, Patrick Gilroy will join us to talk some Celtics. Uh, more Bruins with Steve Conroy. Uh, Patriots with Phil A. Perry. Nice. And that right. is it. That's great. Tell Perry, we said, tell Perry we said hello and goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> tell them both those things. Right. Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy's coming up next. Uh, I'm off tomorrow. We'll be back Friday for Tom and my final show here at ESPN New Hampshire. Uh, stay tuned. Murphy and Sully coming up next. For Tom King, I'm Christian Arkin. Goodbye. ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Can we come up with something original when when the Bruins struggle other than fire Claude Julian? You have one of the worst assembled blue lines in the history of the organization. It's up there. <laughs> yeah, it's up there. The man who you think you should be depending on to carry the load is 39, and his legs are giving out on him, and he skates like he's in molasses. The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN New Hampshire Radio, and streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com.
Hi, my name is Jen Kaludi. My husband Sal and I are the owners of Embroid Me in Nashua and Embroid Me of Bedford in New Hampshire. We help companies and organizations promote themselves through embroidered apparel, screen printed shirts, promotional products, personalized gifts, and much more. I invite you to come visit our showrooms conveniently located at 345 Amherst Street in Nashua and our Bedford showroom at 410 South River Road. You can also visit our websites at embroidme-nashua.com or embroidme-bedford.com. My team and I look forward to helping you promote your business. Embroid Me, your promotional marketing partner. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic